Ay, ay, Never going to be able to live that down, it does not seem. Um, it is a joy to be able to be in the house of the Lord uh, once again. It is a joy uh, again to see so many, and I really, really appreciate everything that you all have done uh, to make my stay welcome and comfortable. Uh, Brother Jim mentioned the, the extremely gracious uh, love offering, and uh, just, but, but, and that's not it. Your your love offering to us every day is is awesome, and uh, I have enjoyed getting to know the members here even more from December. And when you have this right, when you have the four preachers, you do have that opportunity. Yes, we tend to then go talk to the preachers. I know that because we don't see them often either. But I have had the joy and the privilege of getting to talk uh, to many of the members here, and. Um, and I really, really appreciate that very, very much. And uh, it has been uh, so good for me. Um, my secular work, I do travel uh, quite a bit. You know, again, I, I told you a little bit about that yesterday. It's nothing as cool as Brother Mel's at all. Um, but uh, th- this, <laughs> this traveling, man, this is awesome, right? This is good. And, uh, it, and it has been. And uh, I'm thankful for it. Looking forward uh, to preach and once again, uh, certainly, and then I'm um, looking forward to being preached to uh, once more as well, and um, just uh, hearing the singing and, and the joy. So, thank you all very much, and um, would uh, would like to get into the message now this morning. Um, it's going to be the title of the song that we just sang, and uh, the title of my message this morning is "How Great Thou Art." I'd like to ask if you're able, as you're turning over to Psalm 145, that'll be the text. Psalm 145, stand as I uh, read God's Word, beginning in verse 1. Psalm 145, and beginning in verse 1. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. And I'll stop there, and let us look again to our Lord in a word of prayer. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your love to us, your mercy, your grace, and your watch care over us. We thank thee, our Father, for this day that you've given us to come into the house of the Lord. And we thank you already for the time of fellowship that we've been able to enjoy, for the reading of God's word, for the singing, for the specials. And uh, Lord, we thank you for, uh, again, just the opportunity to preach your word. And I ask, Father, that you would give me liberty and ability to present thy word in truth and in love. And Heavenly Father, I ask that if there are any here today that are lost, that know you not as Savior, that this would be the day of salvation that they come to know you in the full pardon and forgiveness of sin. I thank you, our Father, for this church, for Berea Baptist Church, for 
uh, their pastor, his wife and family. And I ask, Lord, that you would just be with them and bless in a great and mighty way. Thank you for their labor of love to us. And uh, as they continue to pray for us and uh, as we remember them in our prayers. And Heavenly Father, I ask that you would again now just go with us in all that we do. Forgive us of our sins and these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. As Brother Joe uh, already mentioned, I did, I did say that I had two messages. Uh, I was torn, and I really have been torn uh, since uh, what, Friday. Is that when we started together? Yeah, Friday. <laughs> and so, uh, and so um, but the Lord really, I couldn't get away from, from this one this morning. It's why I did an impromptu uh, singing there. And, and uh, the title, as I said, of the message is, uh, How Great Thou Art. Mm, I'm already I'm preaching off of my iPad <laughs> and it's not paper and it's like really shiny and my eyes are getting worse so I'm trying to find a place where I can like see and uh and I <laughs> I have to hold it just shut off the lights it'll be fine no <laughs> all right um every so this is going to be really interesting because you all know i preach with my hands so like beware of those of you up front like the tablet might go flying i i really don't know what's going to happen there but uh every so often <laughs> brother joe's like brother every so often and honestly not often enough um i i do like to take a hymn two of my favorite hymns it's hard to pick favorites, but it's How Great Thou Art, and it is well. And uh, to be completely transparent, that's what the other message was. It wasn't necessarily a song or a sermon all about the song, It Is Well, but uh, a song or a, a sermon about the Shudamite woman there in First Kings um, with Is It Well With Thee. And so um, those, were, those were the two messages that have really been on my heart most of the weekend. And uh, again, not often that I, I preach out a hymn, but if you just went along with us, you are going to know... Uh, the four sections to uh, my message today, um, but I tell you what, there's there's also something else about me a little bit that you may not know. Um, I looked to make sure that I hadn't preached this here before um, back in December, so I really was technical this, this morning. I went back to the Facebook page and went by date and saw December, and I saw that I hadn't, um, and so I was thankful for that. Um, and then I was really also surprised that uh, I have not preached. I love preaching about creation. Now, certainly, I love preaching about our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that is by far my favorite um, um, to preach on, is to preach salvation and to preach about our Savior. Uh, but then I think closely followed uh, certainly would be creation. And, uh, and I have not preached a full message on creation here, but you're going to get some of, uh, some of that as I preach out these, uh, these verses in this uh, in this message, as I said, this is one of uh, one of my favorite hymns. There are many favorite hymns, and from it we see how much power it contains uh, from the Word of God. Certainly, in the text that I already read, uh, we you can you can relate to "Great is Thy faithfulness." In this, certainly, I think so. Uh, a lot of times we'll do that in Chronicles, though, won't we? Right when it says mercies are new every day, we we go over to that one quite often. Um, but in this, you you get the sense here of David praising God for his goodness, uh, that David is just extolling Almighty God for his mighty acts and the mighty things uh, that he does. And uh, as we were singing this, and, and, and my brother's beside me, you know, again, this is not part of the message, that's why I can put it down. Now you're going to be like, oh, now we know when he's on notes and when he's off notes, and <laughs> when he can read and when he can't read, yeah. So I got to really find a way so it doesn't look as 
cut and dry like that. But as my brothers are singing right next to me, I'm looking out a little bit. A lot of times I either preach right over your heads or I sing right over your heads. I don't know if you've noticed that. You probably have, and if you haven't, you are right now. <laughs> and so anyway, I'm looking out though, and you're you're singing along, even though you're not singing along yet. But by the time I said, let's all sing that last verse, I have a range of people in here from single-digit age to double-digit age, and we're all singing this beautiful, beautiful hymn. And that blesses my heart. That blesses my heart. That all throughout the weekend, with all of the ranges of ages that we have in this place, we're singing these beautiful, beautiful songs to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that makes me happy. That's what our culture needs. Many songs today, and not I sing some, I mean, not at church or anything like that, but there's some songs that have been written uh, that I enjoy, but, but not the depth that I think when you get from songs like How Great Thou Art, Amazing Grace, it is well. Standing on the Promises and so many others. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and as again, as we think about the greatness of God and how great thou art, great, as it says again in our text, is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. His greatness, God's greatness. We can just continue to, to look more and more and more about the greatness of God. The original Swedish text to the to the uh, hymn was a poem entitled "O Stor Gud," written in 1886 by a Swedish preacher by the name of Carl uh, Boberg. And Boberg's inspiration for "How Great Thou Art" came from a visit to a beautiful country estate on the southeast coast of Sweden. He got caught up in the midday thunderstorm with awe-inspiring moments of flashing violence followed by a clear, brilliant sun. And soon afterward, he heard the calm, sweet songs of the birds in the nearby trees. And this experience prompted Boberg to fall on his knees in humble adoration of his mighty God. It's beautiful the, 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 how these guys... I, I mean, I'm not a writer. Brother Joe's like, you can you just, as he said, send me... He's like, you've got notes. I'm not moving this right now. It's like in a great spot. He's like, just send those. I'm not a writer, but 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 I enjoy those that that do write. I enjoy those that are inspired of God's creation and they're able to put into words what they're seeing and what they're feeling. And then the English translator Stuart Hine, with his wife, uh, was a missionary in Poland and Czechoslovakia. Uh, and the thought of writing the original English lyrics came while crossing into the uh, into the mountains of Russia in the 1930s. And that's where the scenery greatly played its part. One day the couple was caught in a violent storm and the thoughts of the first three verses in that English were conceived. The fourth verse was penned after World War II. And so this morning we're going to be looking at how each of these verses touch our lives in a different way. How they portray the scripture and how this great song This great song of praise does that for us. And so as I said, you already know uh, it's going to be four parts today. 
Um, I'm going to talk about some creation because it, it, it comes out in that. Certainly we're going to use some other scriptures. We get to talk about salvation and adoration. And there's so many beautiful things in this hymn. And I, I'm actually surprised within myself that it has taken me this long in the ministry to, to, to preach out the beauty of this hymn. And so part one, his power and his might. Verse one said, O Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. He says, I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. I hope not because of me. That you sing this song a little different by the time that we're done. I, it, it, there's so much theology. There's so much, what, whatever you want to, there's so much in this. And so, again, beloved, as we, as we consider this first verse, have you ever wondered about some of the works that his hands have made? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever thought about some of the, the, the unique pieces of creation that God has made? And I'm going to get you thinking about something a little different this morning. Are you ready? Have you ever thought about, as you think about in awesome wonder, all the worlds thy hands have made, have you ever thought about, you ready, the picture of a platypus? You didn't see that coming, did you? Brother, you're like, brother, really? How great that word? You're making me think of a platypus? Yes. Strange creature these things are. They live on the coast of Australia. It has a bizarre appearance. It's uh, it's a mammal, and it, and it baffled uh, European naturalists when they first encountered it, uh, with some considering it an elaborate fraud. But it is no fraud. It is God's creation. <laughs> it's designed to do what it does do, and what it does do well, doesn't it? I think it does. Do you? I do. Hope you do too. Do you? I didn't come up with that. That's Buddy Davis. Actually, Ken Ham says that he got it from uh, Buddy. Got it from him, but Buddy says that Ken got it from him. But anyway. It is. It's designed to do what it does do. What it does do, it does do well, doesn't it? I think it does do you. I do. Hope you do too, do you? It's a platypus. It's an awesome wonder of God. It is an awesome creature of God. It's an awesome creation of God. As I said, it's a platypus, right? It's a mammal. It lays eggs. It has a beaver-like tail and a bill that looks like a duck. Its feet are like an otter and it's webbed for swimming. And it has poison and sonar too. It is a really unique animal. And the Europeans say this and I couldn't figure this out. But, oh, Lord, my God, when I am an awesome, when I'm in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made, right? It's a beautiful, it's a wonderful thing. It's indeed an amazing creature. So, I think there's proof. I think there's proof that God's design is all throughout his creation. What about the cheetah? I don't know if any of you ever tried to race a cheetah, but the last time I did, I lost. I didn't really try to race a cheetah. They're fast. This is part of God's creation. It's an awesome wonder of God. It's the smallest of the big cats. It has amazing speed. It's stealth. And, and, and it, it has amazing climbing skills. It's the fastest land, land animal reaching speeds between 70 and 75 miles per hour in short bursts covering distances up to 500 yards. 70 to 75 miles per hour, about 100 or 500 yards at a time, and then it slows up a little bit. That's a fast cat. That's an awesome wonder of God. These are beautiful, these are wonderful things that we can think about. 
Listen, now, if that's not even impressive enough, I think it already is. God's design is wonderful. It's impressive. That cheetah that I was talking about can accelerate from zero to 68 miles per hour in three seconds. Three seconds. Zero to 68. It's incredible. It's incredible, this design of Almighty God. So we keep thinking about the awesome wonders of God. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. I think about another creature. So I've talked to you about a platypus. I've talked to you about a cheetah. Now I'm going to talk to you about an elephant. Right? An elephant. Man, that is a massive creature. A sight to see. The largest elephant ever recorded uh, was shot in Angolia in 1956. The male weighed about 26,000 pounds. 26,000 pounds. That's an awesome creature of God. And God created all of these things and He put them here for us to enjoy and to see and they all have a different part in this beautiful creation of God. I'm telling you, it's awesome. And you know what? The myth out there, I wish to debunk it real quick, that elements uh, are massive beasts and they're dumb, but they're not. They have large 11-pound brains and they display a variety of behaviors, including grief and they, they play and they make music. They do all kinds of things. All evidence of God's high intelligence and God's design. And all of these animals and thousands more are all part of the works His hands have made. All part of the works His hands have made. But then certainly, who are we? We are the crowning jewel of God's creation. All of the works, all of the things that I've already talked to you about, God created male and female. And that's certainly, I, I can't help but not, i, I got to go to Genesis chapter 1. Uh, Grace Baptist Church would know that I would have already been there like 30 minutes ago. Not quite, I hadn't even been preaching 30 minutes. It's okay, it's okay. We're at 1756 and some of that was me just talking. <laughs> <clears throat> And, and the creation account is so wonderful. Listen, when people say, how do you know? I, you know, I know the one that was there. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And we can go on and read the entire uh, a creation, or a, um, excuse me, account of creation. But I wanted to get to verses 25 and 26 here, or through 27. And it says in Genesis 1, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. How great thou art. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Listen to verse 27. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created he, him, male and female, created he, them. God created man and woman and it's an awesome thing when you think about this listen you know people they have all kinds of trouble with creation they have all kinds of trouble with god not here in this assembly i don't think but those out there in the world right they're just fighting and they're doing all kinds of things uh to discredit god our human body is so complex one cell of our human body is so complex there's no way that it just happened by random processes and chances there's just no way and i tell you that's that's i got messages on that messages on that It's awesome, the design of Almighty God and how our bodies work together. 
and how our bodies heal and they, and they do all kinds of things. How great thou art. And it is just awesome, right? I, again, I could go on and on to tell you about all of the complexity of the design that goes into our bodies. It, it is, it is awesome. You know, People, you know, say that, you know, we came either right from a, a soup-like thing or from a, from an, a monkey, you know, whatever, an ape. And, and so if somebody asks you that, just say, okay, so who in your family was the monkey? Was it your grandma? Did you call my grandma a monkey? Oh, I'm sorry, it must have been your great-grandma. You don't talk about my great-grandma! So it's your great-great-grandma. Right? They start getting offended. Well, yeah, I didn't come from no ape! God designed me. And by the way, Evelyn, it doesn't make sense. The apes are still here. We're still here. Thank you. Good. All right. How great thou art. All right. And then in that first verse of that beautiful hymn that we sang, I think it just comes right here from Genesis 1. And it says in verse 16, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. (laughs) It's not an afterthought by any means. So please understand when I say that. It's not that God had an afterthought. He's like, oh, I'll make the stars also. But as vast and as amazing as our universe is and all of the different planets and there's other solar systems outside of the Milky Way and it simply records in the word of God, he made the stars also. Like, it's just awesome. If you've looked out in the beautiful night skies, and I'm, I guarantee you Mississippi has some beautiful night skies. Ohio does too. I'm sure Kentucky does and West Virginia. All of, even in the central time zone, I think you guys have some beautiful night skies. <laughs> How great thou art. How great thou art. Right? I see those stars and it reminds us of God. Listen, have you ever tried to count the stars? (laughs) It's impossible. There's so many and they're so vast. When we look out and we see those beautiful stars, you you, you see a few thousand stars with your naked eyes. And even... Even an amateur telescope, millions more come into view. Astronomers can only estimate that there are about 100,000 million stars in the Milky Way galaxy alone. 100,000 million. I had to use actual words for that. Like, I didn't put the zeros. I'm not that good with math. (laughs) Again, and outside of that, there are millions upon millions outside of the Milky Way. He made the stars also. That's what the Bible says. Now, in that first verse of the song that we sang, then it talks about something else, doesn't it? What about that rolling thunder? I know down here you guys have had your share of storms. You've had your share of uh, tornadoes. And so, but when there's time, when you are able, sit somewhere safe and view that lightning and listen to the thunder. It's rolling. It's, it is, and it magnifies, and it shows the power of God. Down in Florida, we were known in Southwest Florida, is known as the lightning capital of the world. Let me tell you, there is lightning strikes all the time. The leader, the, 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 the 
power of the lightning is this. So again, I'm, I'm just trying to paint this picture. When we talk about, you know, in the psalm that we read, the greatness of God is unsearchable. The, the mighty hand of God is unsearchable so um, and unknowable. But, you know, we talk about a platypus and I talk about the great elephant. I talk about the speed of a cheetah, the complexity of our human body. I talk about the, the millions of stars in the galaxies. I do all of this to paint that picture that God does all of this and he cares. And I'm going to get to that in the third part of this message. He cares for us individually the god the god who created all of these things so when i point these things out it's not to try to it's to try to magnify god and his power and his might so when i talk about the powerful lightning bolt the leader of a bolt of lightning can travel in speeds of up to 60,000 meters a second and can reach temperatures approaching nearly 54,000 degrees fahrenheit that's some power that's the power of god And there are over 16 million lightning storms every year. And thus lightning heats nearby up to about 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit nearly instantly. Mighty rolling thunder that registers at about 160 decibels is 10 times louder than a garbage truck or a jackhammer. This is the power of God. The power of God. His power is throughout the universe displayed. Amen? It is. His power throughout the universe displayed. His power who controls all of this. Listen, beloved, we certainly want to speak of the Lord Jesus Christ as we think about the creation and the power of Almighty God. I mean, I mean, three or one. And it says over there in the book of Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. And it says, and he saith unto them, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? That's the power of God. How great thou art. That makes me sing out to my Savior, my God, how great thou art. You are the Almighty God, immeasurable, great, and powerful. Then we get to verse 2, and we see God's gentle spirit. We see his mighty power, his power of creation. We see his mighty hands and his mighty works. And verse 2 brings us to the thoughts of his gentle spirit. We experience the peace and tranquility of God. In verse 2 of the song it says, When through the wood and forest glades I wander and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, how great thou art. So I want us to think about that for a little bit. Beloved, the God, almighty God, who holds all this power and might in his hands, blesses us with these gentle escapes. You know, I said that sometimes I like to sit back and I like to enjoy the sounds and the, and the, and the sights of a thunderstorm. But I also enjoy being beside the still waters that the scriptures speak about. And hearing the birds. And I was a little surprised, Brother Jim. I was a little surprised. Brother Dobbs surprised me a little bit. He says he doesn't like hiking. I would, I would ask about his self. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, I believe he's saved. I, I enjoy hiking so much. I enjoy going. And I was just sitting there. Now, of course, Brother Dobbs, he's, he's quiet too. 
So, so we're both trying to say, I'm, I love hiking. He's like, how do you love hiking? I said, how do you know I like hiking? All this was happening at lunch, in case you don't know. And you probably did hear it. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, all right. I thought you would have. He has other ways that he enjoys God's creation. And that's, the again, the awesome power and the magnitude and the mighty of God is that he blesses all of us in these different ways. But for me, again, for me, nothing to me is more relaxing than just being alone and still in the woods, right? Quietly walking up to that perfect spot before daylight. Maybe the taste of coffee and your sausage biscuits still in your beard, right? <laughs> You haven't been hiking very long. Yeah, if I still have a little bit there, right? (laughs) There is something beautiful about all of that. Man. God gives us that peace and that rest and that tranquility. And there there have been times when, you know, you're not swatting mosquitoes or worried about ticks and all of those other things, you know, whatever. But there are times where you're just sitting quietly and listening to God's creation, like literally listen to me unplugged. Heather and I recently celebrated our 20 year wedding anniversary and uh, we were um, in Gatlinburg. And uh, so we, we went down and we did some hiking and, and you know what? Our, uh, our kids of course are a little bit older. You guys are like, we don't know. They're not here with you, but (laughs) so they're fine. They're fine. Take care of themselves. But we still usually, you know, parents, you understand this, you usually like to have contact with your with your children, right? At some point, they, you make sure they know you're okay, and you like to make sure that they're okay. Well, one thing Heather and I enjoy doing so much is when I talk about all of this peace and tranquility is we like getting up early. I love seeing sunrises, whether it's over the water, whether it's in the woods, whatever it is, just from going from that darkness into light and watching that day break. So we went early. So we went early, early. Like we, where we were going to go hiking was about an hour away. And so it was way before they got up. And we were being considerate parents. Didn't want to wake up our children, you know, at 5 o'clock in the morning while we're going out to see this, you know, sunrise as we're hiking. I'm talking about unplugging for a reason. We had no idea where we were going. And there was zero self-service. I mean, yeah, you guys are like, yeah, we, yeah, we got it. Cades Cove, I think, is where we were, right? And it was just, yeah, the, the, the nods are getting more. And it's not that there's just no service in Cades Cove. There's no service for like an hour on your way out of Cades Cove. We didn't think about any of that when we were in there. Now, of course, on our way out, we're like, okay, service. Come on, service. Come on. We were completely unplugged. And God just allows you to hear all of these things. Listen, beloved, that's okay. And it is good. Amen. It is good. Amen. God gives us these things. That's what I'm. That's what I want to remind you about today. It was so. It was so beautiful, as we uh, we were able to do that. So take that time, unplug, enjoy some of those things. The wonderful power and the things that God allows, right? And 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 the way that He does this. And and you know what? I'm going to just tell you right now. God took pleasure in creating tranquility for you and I. He is the God, after all, that gives us a peace that passeth all understanding. Amen. Amen. Our God did this for us. Amen. Back in Genesis chapter 2. Back in Genesis chapter 2. In verses 8 through 10, and the, and the word of the Lord says this, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. There he put a, the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight. As I said, he created this tranquility for us. 
the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out from Eden to water the garden and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. This beautiful tranquility that our Lord has provided. Certainly, I've already referenced Psalm 23. And, and, and really just, you know, message after message can come from Psalm 23. I would say that there's not a preacher or a teacher in here today that has not spent a sermon or two or three or more on Psalm 23. But for the, the sake of the message, we'll just read it to you. I want it to resonate in your own heart and your life as God sees fit this morning. Psalm 23, the word of the Lord says this to us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Listen, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. What does he do? Well, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Listen what he does. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Listen, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As I said, God takes pleasure in giving us peace and tranquility. I've enjoyed the beauty that our Lord has allowed me to see, and the awesome privilege of looking out over God's creation. And I can't help but think of God's creative power as I stand in awe of his beautiful creation. And when you feel that gentle breeze upon your face, and I know sometimes it's intense breeze, that's just that power of God, but again, I'm on verse 2 of the song, right? Talking about that peace and that tranquility. I don't know about you, but I've learned something else. Pictures do not do justice what your eyes can see. I remember a time uh, um, before uh, my kids were pretty young. We were in West Virginia, probably Isaac, around the New River Gorge area. And um, uh, there was another trail that I wanted to go on. Not everybody was able to go. And so Daniel and and Rebecca uh, came with me. And um, Heather and I were real smart about this, right? So it was probably another one of those areas where we were going to lose cell phone signal. I'm just sure of that. And so um, I thought it would be really, really smart. Here's what I did. Um, I gave um, Heather my key and my phone. And so, don't know what the thought process was there. I thought maybe, I guess, if something happened to me, then she would have a vehicle to drive around in. (laughs) I'd have no way of communicating with her that something happened to me because now I have no key and no phone. And so, we're going with the kids. And and, uh, and, and so, they they remind me of this all of the time. Well, they remind me of my funniness. You know, as leaders of the home, we always do the right thing, brother. And we make every time, you know, I was wise. (laughs) And so, uh, so we have no phone, we have no key, we have no water. It was a really, it was really, really good. And it was an extensive trail. And, uh, and I mean, I, but at the same time, I'm just looking and it is just gorgeous. I cannot help but to see how gorgeous it is. And, and I'm trying to think of how are we going to capture this? And so I told the kids, I said, just blink. That's your picture. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are gonna be thinking. You're gonna think of how great thou art differently now. Now you're gonna be in the nature. You're gonna look at your. You're gonna look at your spouse or your friend or your kids. You're gonna say. Brother Justin says, just blink. (laughs) There is something so special about seeing it in person that a picture just cannot capture. 
And pictures are, I mean, they're gorgeous. I mean, I love looking at some people's pictures. Don't, you know, photographers, things like that. My family enjoys taking pictures. But there's this tranquility that God gives unto us. My favorite hikes are, are on a trail that leads to a waterfall. I enjoy walking to waterfalls. Um, some that are easy to get to, some that are not. And as you hike closer to the falls, you follow the edge quietly. You know, that flowing brook that flows from the base of the falls. And as you get closer and closer, you hear the thundering in the distance. And then you see the power of God. And then sings my soul. How great thou art. Number three. Here's the next beautiful part of this beautiful song. or song, And it talks about his saving son. I mean, this... This song just hits so much the power of God, the peace of God, and the salvation that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Of all the things that God created, as I already said in the message, His most treasured possession is is man. (laughs) The expanse of His universe, the amazing things here on earth. And there are phenomenons, right? But we know it's from the hand of God. Earthquakes, volcanoes, creatures from the the ant to the blue whale, the heavens, the stars, the planets, and the moons. He, that is God, loves His children. That is you and I. Most of all, most of all, you and I that are his. And he proved that love with his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We're different. He breathed to his nostrils and to our nostrils the breath of life. We're different. And when I think, verse 3, that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. (laughs) I can't even imagine why God did this for me. All I know is that he did. He did. And I'm so thankful that he did. It is, beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior that takes away the sin of the world, as it says very clearly in the book of Matthew, chapter 1 and verse 21. This is such an important part of the message. I don't want to rush through. I'm not, I mean, I want to read the scriptures and I don't feel rushed at all. I didn't mean it like that. In Matthew, chapter 1 and verse 21, it says, she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. <laughs> and you think over your life, and you remember all of the, the, the sins that, have, that you've committed, and all of them have been removed, that is, those that have been saved by the grace of Almighty God, they've been removed as far as the east is from the west, and God remembers them no more. <laughs> and it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a wonderful thing. But when we think about, right, because the devil likes to throw our past up in our face and he likes to remind us about the lies that we've told and the horrible things that we've thought and all of the, 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 the terrible lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and all of those things. But we can come to realize and remember that I am a child of the king Amen. and my sin debt is paid in full. Because God, his son, not sparing. I scarce can take it in. I really can't. He bled and died to take away my sin. 
the Lord Jesus, if you're here today and you've been saved by the grace of Almighty God, He took away your sin personally when He shed His blood on the cross and forgave your sins forever. The Lord Jesus Christ truly took away our sin. Truly. When God forgives sin, He separates it from us and He doesn't even remember it. (laughs) I mean, you and I, we remember our past sin, but He's taken away my sin. Truly, how great thou art. And if you're here today and lost, let me tell you something Jesus saves. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's what it says, Acts 16.31. I don't have to do it. Brother Joe doesn't do it. Brother Jim, Brother Mel, none of us have to do it. God does it. You don't need an invitation. You don't need to value. God saves you where you are. And I scarce can take it in. And then the fourth verse of this beautiful hymn ends with his acclamation and our adoration. Let me read this verse one more time. Verse 4, when, and I'll say here, not if. So it says, when Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy! shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. This song is awesome, isn't it? I mean, I know you all have favorites. I get that. You're seeing this is one of mine. Hopefully you're seeing that. There's so much in this beautiful hymn of how great thou art. And I, and it's not that I'm trying to just like preach the whole Bible, but that song means so much and it has four distinct, beautiful thoughts. Because the final stanza, that final verse has us looking forward to our Lord's return. To that day when the trumpet will sound. It will sound and He will call us home to be with Him. How do we know? Well, we know from the Scriptures. We know in 1 Corinthians chapter 15... And verse 52. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 52. It says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that's even faster than that cheetah can run. <laughs> it's a twinkling of an eye. It's not even a blink. Man. It's a twinkling. It's fast. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Now, I could keep reading, but I want to give you another section. I want to give you 1 Thessalonians. I really do. 1 Thessalonians. Here's what the word of the Lord says here. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 14 through 18. Child of God, listen as this is being read. For if we believe, that is to us as believers, that is those that have been saved by the grace of Almighty God, those that have believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For if we believe, what? That Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there ye may be also. what it says here in first Thessalonians two. for this we say unto you verse 15 by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep and here's I, verse 16 God isn't sending a representative the Lord Jesus Christ is not sending a representative he's coming for us isn't that awesome isn't that great 
For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then listen to what it says. Here's what I'm trying to do this morning. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. If you're here and you've been saved by the grace of Almighty God, I assure you, I want to comfort you with these beautiful words. Jesus is coming. And he's coming to take us to be with him. And so, if you're here and you're not, though, uh, say, have been saved. Again, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration. All of the emotion that we had in verse 3, right? Just lifetime of that emotion. I'm going to bow before my King, my Savior, my Lord, the one who bled and died for me. What joy will fill my heart. Oh, man, it is awesome. Even so, come Lord Jesus, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And that's where, again, our adoration will come in. We'll, we'll see our Savior face to face, see the face of God the Father, and we will bow in this humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. I don't know if we'll use all, I don't know if we'll use those exact words. I don't know. I like those words. God may give me better words, right? <laughs> These might be the bad. You, you understand what I'm saying. His power and his might is more than we can fathom. His gentle spirit brings us to a place of peace and tranquility. His saving son brings us eternal life and takes away all our sin. And his acclamation brings us home to an eternity of humble adoration of the great God that we worship. How great thou art. Thank you all for your attention to the word of God. Turn the service over.